Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Merge. 
J.M. in the A.M. Boy, do we start your day with great music, don't we? If I say so myself. Wednesday morning broadcast. It's J.M. in the A.M. on this November the 15th. Day 26 in the month of Mar Cheshvan. The year 5778. Tavshin Ayin Ches. Let's see. You heard Osim Tshuva. That was a Yaakov Shweki. Micha Gammerman's Esau Enai. You heard Mashi Eshlo off of Uri Davidi's Halavai collection. Avi Peretz had Ir Shel Zahav. Ani Yisrael, that was Gershon Veroba. Ari Goldwag with Take Me Home. And of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Wednesday with 39 degrees, mostly sunny and a high of 51. Ra- rain later on tonight. And then some tomorrow morning as well here in the New York area. 72 in Yerushalayim, 39 here as we wake up in New York City. 6.32 in the morning, 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, all. Thanks for tuning in from around the world. Special thanks to those who are commenting on our app. Do we have comments yet this morning? I will check and see who's been checking in in the comments section of our NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app. JM in the AM until 9 a.m. this morning. A lot of special guests today cover a lot of things, including Yeshiva University basketball, whose season kicks off tonight. Yeah. You know us. We're big YU basketball fans. And we will speak with Coach Elliot Steinmetz at some point during our JMNAM broadcast. Very much looking forward to that. A little bit of a season preview from his perspective. And a whole bunch more. I want to wish a mazel tov to the Garfinkel and Zitzer families. Last night, the wedding of Elisheva Garfinkel and Tzvi Zitzer happened in Brooklyn, New York. Mazel tov to um, Rabbi and Mrs. Avram Garfinkel and to uh, Michelle and David Zitzer and the extended Zitzer family. They have been celebrating, thank God, so many wonderful smachot recently, and last night was a great one. Eli Sheva and Svi Mazal Tov to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. 27 minutes before the hour, plenty more coming up on this JM in the AM. This is Avramol. Yaldutcha <laughs> Tamitisa 
Some 
קריית ארבע היא חברון, באר שבע שומרון. צ'ק 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 מייקרופון, מתיין ומירון, כפר סבא, רננה, עיר עתיקה, אשריך. שכם כנרת מודיעין, ימינה שמאלה. Kapayim, you heard Nigun Shimshon with uh, Yitzchak Fuchs. Baruch Levine had Samchem, you heard David Dardashti in there with Mikolot, and Avremel had Maslul off the brand new album Kamatov here 
at JM in the AM. Good morning. Welcome to a Wednesday. JM in the AM on this November the 15th, the 26th of Marcheshvan. Tonight, the Heart of Jerusalem dinner brought to you by the American Committee for Sharetetic Medical Center in Jerusalem. That's happening tonight. Heart of Jerusalem dinner. Mazal Tov to Randy Luxemburg, Reverend Abraham and Irma Lopez Cordoza, Samantha Mizells, and Zachary Pearl. They're all honorees tonight at Gostavino's in New York City. Information, acsz.org slash dinner, acsz, for American Committee for Shariah Tzedek, acsz.org slash dinner. Should be a beautiful event tonight, no doubt. Uh, later on this morning, speaking of tonight, later on this morning, we speak to uh, Elliot Steinmetz, coach of the Yeshiva College Maccabees, Yeshiva University Maccabees. Uh, tonight is their, uh, is their first game of the season. How's the team going to do? We'll get his perspective on things uh, later on this morning here at JMNM. Mazal Tov to the Garfinkel and Zitzer families. Beautiful Simcha last night. Mazal Tov to Elisheva and Svi from all of us here at JMNM. By the way, speaking of Shari Tzedek, Professor Jonathan Alevi, Director General of Shari Tzedek in Yerushalayim, is expected in our studio tomorrow, which is really cool. Really, really cool. So we look forward to having him in studio tomorrow here at JM in the AM. Yep, that is pretty cool. Want to wish a mazel tov to those who won yesterday's Abel's and Hyman Best Dressed Kosher Hot Dog Competition. We were there at Kosher Fest. If you missed any of it, there's a video. Go to the Nahum Siegel Network page, Nahum Siegel Network page on Facebook. And you can watch the video. Our third prize winner, Kayla Kay. Second prize winner, Malky Hirsch. And congratulations to the big trophy winner. First place, Melinda Strauss. Melinda Strauss walked away with first place in the uh, big contest yesterday. The world's best dressed kosher hot dog. A&H, Abels and Hyman, thank you. Seth Levitt, thank you. Everybody associated with Abels and Hyman, thank you very, very much. It was really a lot of fun. We did it live from Kosher Fest on Facebook Live. If you missed any of it, both the audio and video in the final part of Naomi Nachman's This Coming Friday, Table for Two, which she did live from Kosher Fest. All right, Table for Two this Friday, 9 a.m., live from Kosher Fest, Naomi Nachman, and uh, you'll have a chance to uh, check out the contest, which is toward the uh, end of that broadcast. Oh, yes. It was a good one, let me tell you. A very good one. Hey, don't forget, you could sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast. You could sponsor part or all of a JM and the AM broadcast, including this morning's. Just go to uh, fjbunity.org, FJB, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, and uh, click on Sponsorship Opportunities, and I thank you for keeping us going. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. The Yachad Malava Malkas is coming Saturday night in um, in New Jersey. Mazal Tov to Dina and Ari Katz. We look forward to seeing everybody on Saturday night. Look forward to seeing our Camp Misora family on Saturday night. Anyway, details, uh, just search Yachad New Jersey. Get ready for the big Malava Malka this coming Saturday night. Should be a great event. Well deserved honorees, Dina and Ari Katz, to say the least. Well deserved honorees. <laughs>
Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. We say Bokir Toe from JM and the M. צה"ל השעה שתיים, כנהוד גרף עם מה שקורה עכשיו. התביעה נגד רעיית ראש הממשלה שרה נתניהו. נעמי לנדאו, עורכת הדין של עובדת המעון לשעבר שירה רבן, דוחה את הביקורת נגד כתב התביעה ואומרת, אנחנו עומדים מאחורי השימוש במילה שפחה. היא שוחחה עם יעל דן. קוראת לעצמה שפחה, אני קוראת לה עמה. חמש שעות במתקפה אינסופית. תגידי לי, הטרדה מינית של דקה, או הטרדה מינית של שעה, יש ביניהם הבדל? שר התקשורת איוב קרא אמר בתגובה לדבריה, רודפים את ראש הממשלה. צריך לאפשר לראש הממשלה לנהל מדינה ולא להפוך את חייו האישיים למשאלת לב כמה אנשים שבעצם לא נוח להם. הוא נמצא בראש מדינת ישראל. אתה חושב שזו התקשורת שרוצה להפיל אותו? בהחלט. הפרקליטות בוחנת להוסיף לכתב האישום נגד איש חיי כתבתנו פיי גוטמן. התלונה הוגשה כבר לפני מספר חודשים על ידי אישה הטוענת שקסטיאל ביצע בעבירות מין והוא צפוי להיחקר עליה בהמשך. הפרקליטות תכריע אם לצרפה לכתב אישום נגדו בגין אונס ועבירות מין נוספות. פעילי ימין מפיצים בשעות האחרונות פרסומים נגד צה"ל ובג"ץ ברשתות החברתיות לאחר ההריסה החלקית של בית המחבל מהר אדר. כתבנו לענייני צבא, צחי דבוש. הבוקר הודיע צה"ל כי הרס את בית המחבל במודעה שזכתה לפופולריות גדולה ברשתות החברתיות הוצגה תמונת ההרס ובה רואים כי הבית עומד על תילו ונהרס בו חדר אחד בקומה העליונה. המודעה נכתב בציניות כי צה"ל הוא קבלן שיפוצים ותחת סמל צה"ל נכתב צה"ל הקבלן המוסרי בעולם. היועץ המשפטי לממשלה, אביחי מנדלבליט, תומך בהפקעת קרקע בבעלות פלסטינית פרטית לטובת הסדרת דרך גישה למאחז בבנימין. כתבתנו כרמל דנגור. חוות הדעת המעודכנת שהוציא היום מנדלבליט מאפשרת הפקעת קרקעות בבעלות פלסטינית פרטית לצורך הסדרת דרך הגישה למאחז חרשה בבנימין. חוות הדעת נסמכת על פסק דין של שופט עליון בדימוס ג'ובראן, בו הוא מתיר שימוש לטובת המתנחלים בקרקע פלסטינית פרטית שבעליה נפקדים בתנאים מסוימים. הסדרת דרך הגישה לחרשה מכינה את הקרקע להסדרת המאחז כולו. ראש ממשלת לבנון הפורש, סעד אל-חרירי, השוהה כעת בסעודיה, הודיע לתומכיו כי הוא חוזר הביתה. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. ראש ממשלת לבנון המעוכב בסעודיה שוב מבטיח סיום לפרשה, וכותב היום בחשבון הטוויטר שלו. אחזור ואדגיש, אני מרגיש מצוין. בעזרת האל אשוב ללבנון האהובה, כמו שהבטחתי לכם, נתראה. נסיבות מעצרו של חרירי והתפטרותו לפני עשרה ימים עדיין לא נמסרו מפיו או מפיו כל גורם רשמי אחר. היום יבקר אותו שם שר החוץ של צרפת. מזג האוויר ללא שינוי ניכר בטמפרטורות. מחר צפויה התחממות. אלה החדשות שעורכת דור מימון. בחסות הולנדיה, המביאה עליכם את כרית אמפור שנזרה לצרפת. 
מקום ובכל זמן. לא משנה מה קורה, תמיד תהיה בן אדם. זה כל כך מובן. הכי רציני זה לא סתם פתגם אמיתי, צריך להיות בן אדם. זה לא תירוץ להגיד, אבל אני לא היחיד בכלל. למה אני ולא הוא ולא היא? לא חסר מה בוער, יש מישהו אחר. תודה בכל יום.
in the AM with Mordechai Shapiro and Machar, Levi Cohen, Bim Makom, the name of that one. Mizbeach Hadash, that was Yehuda Green with that classic. And of course, Shlomo Kalbach, the one and only opening up the 7 o'clock hour with Od Yishama. 20 minutes after 7, good morning, it's Wednesday, JM in the AM. Full day here as you would expect, full day here on our network. Uh, coming up at 9 a.m., Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. 11 a.m., it'll be live lunch with Avrami. All here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Don't forget you can uh, sponsor part or all of a JM in the AM broadcast. Go to fjbunity.org. It can be done in honor of somebody, in memory of somebody. Um, or a four shlema for somebody. Whatever it is you need announced. You could do that by going to fjbunity.org. FJB for Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting. fjbunity.org for all the information. Uh, coming up on Bite Size, by the way, between 9 and 11 this morning when Yoni Pollock hosts, Joanna Shepson has an interview with uh, Louis Weiniger of Villa Herodian. Anybody ever been there to Herodian? It's amazing. And Tova Connects interview with Shai Jaskal of United Hatzalah of Israel. Both those interviews are part of the Bite Size program between 9 and 11 this morning before Avrami's live lunch. 
here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's one of the reasons we recommend that you just keep it here on our network all day long. If you know of somebody who um, would prefer to listen to this network and to our program every morning by telephone, literally by calling a phone line, then we ask you to give them the phone number, 605-562-4400, 605-562-4400. It is, it still is amazing how many people are checking in by telephone every single morning as I see those numbers just continue to climb. Uh, so please recommend to them that if there's no other way for them to listen, they could actually call a phone number and just tune in a few minutes or a few hours, whatever it is they want. 605-562-4400. You're listening to JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Yachad, done by the New York Boys Choir. Thank you to Yitzi Bold and company off of the album entitled Menagain here at JM in the AM. And uh, before that one, Benny Friedman with Kol Yemei Chayai. I uh, want to congratulate Melinda Strauss. She won it yesterday. She won the Abels and Hyman Best Dressed Kosher Hot Dog Competition at Kosher Fest. I had the pleasure of uh, hosting it. Thank you to Seth Levin and everybody at uh, A&H. It was really a lot of fun. And congratulations, Melinda, to Malky Hirsch, second place, to Kayla Kay, third place. Mazal tov on your, on your victories and gifts from our friends at A&H. It was really a fun day. If you missed the video, it's uh, on the Nahum Siegel Network Facebook page, Nahum Siegel Network Facebook page. It'll be on Friday's video and audio of Table for Two, 9 a.m. Eastern Time with Naomi Nachman right after J.M. in the A.M. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebedin Bilsav Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Bilsav Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. In Parshas Karach, we learn an unforgettable lesson about the value of patience. It says, Vayikach Karach. Unklus translates the word as Vayikach. He separated himself, escalating the dissension and discord among the masses. A dispute usually gains momentum as the opposing party seeks to derive some benefit from the fallout. Lot separated from Avram because he felt that the land their sheep shared couldn't accommodate them both. Yeruvim rebelled against Shlomo's son and split the Jewish kingdom into two. Why? Because he wanted to be king. Similarly here, Kairach challenged the legitimacy of Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership. Throughout the generations, in fact, conflict has been created by individuals who are in pursuit of their own aggrandizement. Rabbi Yaakov Dushinsky notes that even if these people don't ultimately achieve the desired results, there are individuals who continue to promote the disagreement and incite discord among the participants so that there can be no hope of shalom, of peace. Although initially, the disconnection may seem good for the people, upon closer examination, it becomes clear that it's actually a personal pursuit of honor. For example, while Moshe Rabbeinu was occupied with the great mitzvah of retrieving the Aron of Yosef in order to bury Yosef in Eretz Yisrael, Korach and his people were hard at work collecting all the silver and gold from the Egyptians. The Pesach in Tilim remarks on the nature of people. It says, The wicked one borrows and doesn't repay. However, the righteous are generous and give. We see that all of Karuk's actions were initiated for his own ulterior motives. This was in contrast to Moshe Rabbeinu. He operated solely for the benefit of Klal Yisrael in order to bring the Klal closer to Hashem. After the chet of the Egel Azov, the sin of the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu argued in the defense of Klal Yisroel before Hashem. He was so passionate about his cause that he said, If Hashem would not forgive Klal Yisroel, mecheni no mesifracha, then erase me from your book. The Shivim Ponim Latora comments that it is indeed fortunate that the antagonists of Klal Yisroel are not usually long-lived. They eventually fade away. They're destroyed, just like Korach. 
As it says, the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them. Instead of creating a permanent division within the Klal, Korach and all of his congregation only succeeded in removing themselves from among the living. The great Tzaddik Rebaran of Kalin once said, The entire success of Klal Yisroel depends on cooperation. If there's no machloikas, then no evil can overtake us. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. I thank you for tuning in. We have uh, Coach Elliot Steinmetz of the uh, Yeshiva University Maccabees standing by. He'll join us in a second. Tonight's a very big night, and we'll explain why. Uh, I just want to mention something that uh, this audience, uh, parts of this audience certainly, uh, may not always appreciate. Uh, I've always spoken about the beauty of Yeshiva University and the incredible institution that it is. Uh, this summer, I saw Coach Elliot Steinmetz on a visit up to Camp Masora. And um, I asked him about uh, different things happening with the roster of the team. You know that we follow the team pretty closely. And um, he said that there could be some roster changes. There could be some, uh, you know, bouncing around, uh, you know, one player going here, leaving the team, coming on the team, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I was curious what's going on because especially in the NCAA, you know how it is. A lot of times you lose players to GPA problems, right? They don't keep their grade point average where it needs to be. Uh, to stay on the team. Sometimes, as we've seen in the news very recently, players, college players, get into trouble, either here or in other countries, and they're either detained or suspended, or whatever the case may be. So I turned to the coach and I said, you know, what what causes some of these roster uh, situations? And he says to me, there are guys who simply, the, there are guys on the team who simply want to spend more time in the base medrash. <laughs> and that is quite a quote-unquote problem to have. Coach Elliot Steinmetz of the Yeshiva University Maccabees, welcome back to JM in the AM. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Great to speak to you. Uh, have, have we ironed out all the base measures problems? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I always say it, and, and certainly jokingly, and it should be, uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's, I would never call it a problem, but our, <laughs> our biggest adversary in recruiting is probably, is probably Gamara. Unbelievable. I mean, who, who, thank God this audience appreciates what you're saying, because <laughs> I don't think most people would get it, frankly. Yep. Today is a big day. Today's a very big day. It's opening night. Tonight is opening night. Up at the Max Stern Athletic Center, when you guys take on the College of Staten Island, it begins at 7.30. Uh, I mentioned to you this summer, we're going to try our best to get to as many games as possible. Although, frankly, with the schedule in the Jewish community, you're up against a lot of events, i got to tell you. Yeah, true. <laughs> a, lot of, true. a lot of dinners and weddings, but we're going to try our best. Uh, how does it look for tonight? Is it going to be an exciting gymnasium up at Yeshiva University? It should be. I think it's one of the things that's really uh, come alive there is, is the uh, is the crowds at games. It's it's been a lot of fun. It's really packed. The students are into it. You know, obviously families of the kids come up and a lot of friends. So we've had a really really good crowd over the last few years, and it's it's made it a lot of fun to play. And how does it look for tonight? Everyone is of course curious about what you have to say about the prospects for the 2017. 2018 season, or as we call it, the 5778 season. Some of the preseason polls have you guys pretty high up in the Skyline Conference. What does Coach Steinmetz think? Uh, those are always flattering, but you know what? We we tend not to pay attention to them when they have us down low. So you know, you got you got to kind of be consistent and not pay too much attention when they have you up high. Um, you know, and obviously the goal is always number one. So you know, until we until we finish the season at the top, 
right. none of the preseason stuff really matters that much. You know, I think I think you know the lucky thing I have is why use a special place in general and not just you know not just for the basketball team. Um, you know, I'll, I'll obviously I'll mention obviously I think Sunday is actually the open house for for the men. If right. anybody's uh, you know looking for Correct. you know more information about the school itself, but in general I, I get special kids on this team. Like these kids, the kids are they're awesome to be around. So in terms of prospects, I've had my, I'm in my fourth year now. And the one thing I can say that's been extremely consistent is the chemistry and the and you know the coachability of the kids. They're just unbelievable to be around, and it makes it just an enjoyable and, and easy job. It's a great group, huh? Coach Steinmetz is with us tonight. Tonight, starting at seven thirty p.m. at the Max Stern Athletic Center when Yeshiva University's Maccabees get underway in men's basketball. All right, I'll ask you another tough question, one that no doubt you don't want to answer, but we got to ask it. Uh, we know how well you guys did last year, and we were proudly there, you know, watching the. Uh, the first round playoff game, which didn't end, uh, it didn't end well, but it certainly was exciting that you guys made the playoffs in the Skyline Conference. We want to know as fans, do we have a better team this year than last? We have a different team. I, I, I don't know. I don't know about better or worse. It's hard to tell until we start playing our conference schedule. Um, our out of conference schedule is, is extremely, extremely tough this year. We're playing two top ten teams in the country, um, so it'll be a very big test for us early on to kind of see where we stand. Um, as for how we do in, in the conference and whether we'll be better, you know, better or worse than last year, I, you know, I like our team a lot. I think we have a really, really solid group, um, and I think we can compete certainly at the same level and if not higher level than last year. All right, you mentioned the two top ten teams. Which are those two so we could circle them? Sure. We're playing Williams College up in Massachusetts, um, and then we are playing as well Ramapo, who is actually coming to us. I, I don't remember the date offhand. It's in the next couple of weeks. Eh, don't uh, worry. We practically have the schedule memorized already. Uh, the, <laughs> the Yeshiva University Saturday night home games, by the way, we didn't get treated this year to a 2 o'clock Sunday game, unfortunately, uh, but family-friendly games, and I know all of them are family-friendly, family friendly, but you know what I mean, yep. the ones on Saturday night, which are really fun to come to. Uh, there's one December 2nd, everybody. You should circle that on your calendars. Uh, there's one December 9th, so two Saturday nights in a row, and then there's a home game on December on February, February the 17th, uh, toward the end of the season. So you have some Saturday night Yeshiva University home games. Those are always extra special, a lot of fun. You get to hang out there and spend some extra time up at YU. Um, Coach Elliot Steinmetz is with us. All right, so now the roster, uh, we're somewhat familiar, uh, we, we meaning the Siegel family, uh, we're somewhat familiar with some of the players um, that are coming back. Uh, first of all, what can you tell us about Yoav Deutsch? It seems he's the only freshman on the team. Yeah, he, he, he was a great kid. He's a DRS kid. He was on that special DRS team from a couple of years ago that went something like 35 and 0 in the uh, in the Yeshiva League. Wow. Um, you know, he's he's been a good addition. He's really working hard in practice and and starting to develop. And the most uh, glaring part of your roster is that there are only two seniors, and I say it that way because we're always looking toward the present and the future. Uh, you have a good balance between seniors, juniors, etc. I like our leadership. Yeah, we, we we definitely have a young team. There's no doubt about it. So it, it'll be nice to see them kind of develop over the next couple of years. Uh, it looks like we'll be probably starting two or three sophomores uh, and then a couple of juniors. Um, and you know we have some really good senior leadership. One one of them, our captain Ellie Maman, is actually out until uh, probably December or January. He had knee surgery mm-hmm. uh, over the summer. So we're really looking forward to getting him back. Wow. But uh, you know our, our seniors, him and Ethan Gibson, are really just terrific guys, and they're really doing a great job with leadership. Have you announced the starting lineup for tonight? We haven't we haven't announced it, but we we've had a couple of preseason games, and we'll probably stick the same way. 
Hmm. I'm gonna have to find out. I'm gonna have to find out how those games started, and just to see who is in fact starting on the team. And which of these players? We talk about YU, and there's some amazing stories about students who come from all around the world. I mean, you have Israel, you have Argentina, you have some pretty uh, somewhat obscure places uh, for a you know for a Manhattan college uh, on on the uh, roster. Is there one particular player who's had an unbelievable? journey to YU or, or one that just, you know, when you look back at it or when he would look back at it, it was just such a strange way for him to get to Washington Knights? Yeah, I think I think we have a couple like that. I mean, one in particular would probably be uh, Michael Hayon, who's from uh, California. Uh, I actually met Michael in the uh, Maccabea game tryouts about five or six years ago out in California. He was trying out for, for one of the, I think, for the Open 18-under team. Um, and he ended up playing, I believe he was younger, so he ended up playing on the 16-under team. He's a Westlake High School graduate from California. I don't. I think the first time I reached out to him, he thought YU was a was a high school, and that I was trying to get him to transfer. He had never really heard of it. He's not, you know, he's not he's not necessarily from that background or world. Um, and you know, over time, we kind of started talking, and he ended up here, and he's really having a great experience here and playing great ball too. Unbelievable! That's such a cool thing, and never would even know what YU is if not for basketball. Uh, now he gets an opportunity to spend time in uh, one of the unique areas of our community, to say the least. Uh, Coach Steinmetz, good luck tonight. We're going to try to make it. If not, we'll certainly see you very soon at one of the games. And uh, we hope this is a banner year in the Skyline Conference for these University Maccabees. I'm sure it's invigorating uh, to get back to game number one of a brand new season. It's definitely exciting. We're looking forward and hoping to see you there. Thank you so much. Elliot Steinmetz coaches YU. Tonight's an exciting night. They go up against the College of Staten Island at 7.30 up at the Yeshiva University Max Stern Athletic Center in game one of the 5-7-7-8 season. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
Shame in the AM is Michal Przensky, Harani, brand new off of Shooting for the Moon, uh, which is his album, of course, here at JM in the AM. Before that, Ruvi New, brand new, a gentleman named Ruvi New from a uh, CD entitled Storm the World. That, uh, that uh, selection is entitled Six Days. Six Days. And RJ2, RJ2 out of uh, Brooklyn. With Rachem from their album Modim here at JM and the AM. Wednesday morning at three minutes before eight o'clock. Plenty more coming up here on a, a Wednesday morning. Don't forget tonight's the big dinner for Shari Tzedek. Mazal tov to all the honorees, including Randy Luxemburg, Samantha Mizell, Zachary Pearl. Tonight, the buffet dinner at 6.30 p.m. at Gustavino's in New York City. Information, acsz.org slash dinner, acsz.org. Slash dinner. That's, of course, uh, American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center. 
Our friends at Bedford-on-Park want to be the place where you bring your staff, your uh, colleagues, your clients for an end-of-year holiday party. Yeah. Bedford-on-Park, great place. Northwest corner of 34th Street and Park Avenue in New York City. Chef Alex prepares the most amazing soups and salads and starters and burgers, entrees and steaks, including the 22-ounce bone-in ribeye with the exclusive rub prepared by Chef Alex, and great desserts as well. They can accommodate up to 150 people, any size. they got a great party room for 30 people. they got the entire restaurant for 150. You could reserve the whole place for your holiday party if you wish. Check it out today, 61 East 34th Street in New York. 61 East 34th Street in New York. It's called Bedford on Park. Bedfordkitchen.com is a great place to start. Bedfordkitchen.com. Let them host your get-together for the end of 2017. Hey, I want to thank uh, Rabbi Rubin for joining me yesterday from the Kushner School. The Atid Society has Safam in concert Sunday, December the 3rd, beginning at 7.30 p.m. It's a biggie. Atid Society is always a great event. This year, no exception. They got Safam coming in. I hope everyone out there will be there. Um, information, jkhs.org, jkhs.org, for info about the event. Uh, by the way, don't forget that um, Achiezer has announced that December the 3rd at City Field, Achiezer's uh, Jewish Healthcare Conference and Expo is going to be taking place, and this thing keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's Sunday, December the 3rd at City Field, at City Field the ultimate resource for the caregiver, parent, and senior. Register your booth today. Get more information. Go to achiezer.org slash expo. Achiezer.org slash expo. Again, Achiezer.org slash expo. That happens at City Field on the 3rd of um, December in Queens in New York City. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app.
JM in the AM with Mordecai Shapiro opening up the 8 o'clock hour on a Wednesday. Well, if there is a uh, an issue that unites our community, you're always looking for things to unite our community, right? A lot of people think of Israel as a good uniter. I think Israel is, in fact, a good unifier. But uh, tuition and um, the difficulty in dealing with it uh, might be, in fact, an even greater unifier. Maury Litwack is with us. Few people know uh, uh, these types of areas in our community better than he does. He is executive director of the OU's Teach Advocacy Network, and uh, he joins us live via telephone. Maury, welcome back to JM in the AM. Great to be on, Uncle. I appreciate uh, you having me on, especially on this critical issue. I thank you for that. You know, I mean, I, I saw a couple of articles, and I know that there's been some criticism that people, you know, have stayed away or haven't really, you know, the crowds haven't swelled when the issue of uh, tuition in yeshiva is being addressed. But frankly, you know, to be fair to the consumer, I, I think a lot of people feel we've just been beat up already on this topic, and a lot of people feel there's no hope down the road. There's no no light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. Do you have any you have any sympathy for the average uh, family and the average consumer that they might feel a bit down about the whole issue? Well, I, I am an average consumer. I have four kids in yeshiva. Wow. So uh, you know, I, I struggle just like everyone else does. My my parents struggled. Uh, you know, this is this issue has been going on a long time. So we you know we we've been dealing with it for for far far too long. Yeah, that's why I say that sometimes people, you know, just feel a bit exasperated. And if there isn't a large attendance at an event like that, it doesn't surprise me, frankly, as critical an issue as it is. If you know what I mean. Right. Well, I mean, look, I, I, I think, I think there's, there's two things. There's the past, and then there's the present. And, and I went back and I looked, and in 1997 there was massive discussion in our community about the tuition crisis. And some of the same things you're hearing today, you heard 20 years ago right. about it being, you know, a form, a, a form of birth control in the community, uh, kids having to go to public school, right. uh, it being a retirement and savings crisis for those who've already been in the system, just, just, just the same types of things. So people are, I think people are tired, but at the same time, recently two things happened in our community. One was that there was a survey about a month and a half ago where 97% of the community said it's the number one issue. Yep. And the second thing that happened is there was an article that went viral, 30, shared by over 30,000 people, say, you know, by an anonymous father saying that he couldn't, he couldn't live, live from anymore. So this still resonates. Oh, there's no question it resonates. Are you kidding? It's certainly the number one issue. I agree. I just think some people feel there's just nothing to be done. I mean, t- tell us about some of the accomplishments. And I know that I think if I'm right, you'll tell me if I'm right. I think in New York, there's been even greater success than in New Jersey. What are some of the areas where there has been progress in terms of trying to defray cost of yeshiva tuition? Right. Well, look, when a product costs too much money, I mean, I think you have to look at it from two angles. One is a reduction of, of, of the product, the cost of the product, and the other is, is, is increased revenue. And I think in the, there's a lot of different models for, 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 for Jewish day schools. And when it comes to the actual increased revenue, um, I think the government funding is the only outside funding in the system. So every dollar that the government contributes is a dollar that we as a community are, are, are not contributing. It's a dollar that you are not contributing. Right. And I think that's, that's fantastic. So in, in the last four and a half, five years, uh, there was an effort made by our organization to try to change the math and change the, the, uh, the impact in, you know, in terms of what government funding has, has been able to accomplish. I think the greatest thing we've done is a uh, before we were around there was absolutely zero security guard funding 
in our yeshivas, and that's something that we've been able to implement basically nationwide. And in New York, in particular, the, the great success and big accomplishment that we just achieved was that for the first time in American history, the state of New York passed legislation to reimburse yeshivas and other non-public schools for the cost of science, technology, and engineering and math teachers. It's a small amount to start, but it is a statement by New York saying we want to invest in your kids. Do you think do you think New York's an exception because of the yeshiva population or other states can make progress in that area as well? Well, it's funny, and that's why that's why we're out there speaking about this issue because I think when, when we started in New York, people told me don't waste your time. People told me four and a half, five years ago, they said that state, New York's the last place you should go because obviously it's it's, it's got sixty percent of the yeshiva kids, one hundred and fifty thousand yeshiva kids. It's the last place to bother with because if something could have been done, we would have done it a long time ago, and now. Since we actually accomplished this major victory, which I think is actually better than vouchers, since we accomplished this major victory, now that now I'm hearing a lot of com- talk in the community that, well, you could do that in New York, can you do that other places? And I, and I think the reason why we accomplished it in New York is because a group of people got together and said, enough is enough, it's, it's the number one issue, we're going to apply ourselves and our co-hosts to this like never before, and, and people, 600 people showed up in Albany, which is the largest number to ever come from our community to a state capital. I mean, that, that, this stuff, that, that, that's how we got this done. So I, I don't think that New York is, is the exception to the rule. I think New York is the model. Right. Maury Litwax with us, Executive Director of the OU's Teach Advocacy Network. Uh, your, the, the homepage of the website, teachadvocacy.org, has a sign-up where people can uh, you know, get email updates, etc. Does that list continue to grow? Is there enthusiasm there? Yeah, I think there's a lot of enthusiasm, but... but what I do and what I'm doing when I speak about this, this is I'm, I'm always comparing what we do to another group, a group called New York Class in, in, uh, in New York City. And New York Class has twice, twice as many, um, twice as many uh, people signed up, uh, probably 10 times as many activists as I have, and a lot more enthusiasm and excitement. And New York Class is not some major labor union or some major business. It's, it's an advocacy group that's trying to end the use of horse carriages in New York City. Mm. So, you know, when you compare, when you compare us, 100, you know, in New York and New Jersey, that's, that's 70, 70%, close to 70% of the Yeshiva Day School population in the country. You compare those numbers to New York Class, a, an animal rights group, we, we, we don't compare. So, yes, the number is growing, but not where we need to be. Let me ask you a question, a, a practical one, you know, drawing on your experience. Um, if not for the security payments, the security subsidies, and the the STEM uh, subsidies that you just mentioned for those who you know are instructors in those in those departments in different yeshivas would yeshiva tuition on average for sure have gone up in New York? In other words, can you can you almost demonstrate a correlation between these grants and yeshiva tuition in certain areas holding? Yeah, I mean, look, I think I think a lot a number of schools have recognized that, and the schools will tell any 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 um, anyone who asks. Which is that if that money doesn't come in, um, you know it's 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 terrible for the yeshivas and it makes a big impact. I mean, in, in Pennsylvania we we have an operation. I think I, I've heard from at least three yeshivas that would close automatically if the government funding ended. The entire so think, the entire think, school would again, close. Again, it's really important to understand that money. It, it, if not for for the government uh, investing and 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 saying and partnering and saying that we care about your kids. That's money that we have to fundraise for. So when we ran a big ad campaign in Florida where we have an operation also, we said we generated $19 million for uh, the Shiva system last year, and if not for that $19 million, the community would have to raise $19 million. In New York, it's $150 million. 
So yeah, I mean that that money that money that money would have to come from somewhere. It's a lot of money, 150 million. Wow. And um, and there are schools, by the way, and a lot of people in this audience may not realize it because a lot of us are associated with pretty you know stable and larger schools. There are schools that are on the brink. There are schools that teeter in terms of uh, able to exist. You know, one year to the next. So when you say that when you say they considered closing, it's not being dramatic; it's being accurate. Yeah, and it's also it's also very important for for the community to understand that what we get asked for is not just to keep costs, sustain costs, lower costs, but we also want people want to improve quality. So when you look at something like STEM funding, that's us. Uh, that, that's that's the schools and the community trying to have its cake and eat it too. And I think that is possible. Which is the STEM funding is about improving is about investing in STEM education for our kids, which improves the product and helps our kids and helps our kids get good jobs. So it's not just about, you know, you can slash and slash, but you've, you've got to, we want to keep quality, you know, at a premium, and we want education to be the very best, just like any other, just like any other parent. Maury Litwack with us via telephone, executive director of the OU's Teach Advocacy Network. All right, Maury, you have this audience, and I'm sure a lot of people uh, I'm sure a lot of people's interest has been piqued, as has mine, uh, during this conversation. What do you recommend? I assume, number one, uh, go to teachadvocacy.org. If you're not signed up, sign up immediately. What else can you tell everybody out there? Well, I always see, look, I always tell people that I, I, I love the, the people say, what can they do, Maury? And I said, I love the three Ds. I love doers, donors, and door openers. Hmm. Because when I spoke, when I spoke in Queens uh, and, and about this topic, I had 10, 10 uh, parents sign up to come to Albany. Those are doers. When I, when, I, when I did this conversation in Jersey, some, uh, someone went online and wrote a check for $18. That's a donor. And when, when, I, did this, this, when, when I did this discussion on the east side, someone said, hey, here's two yeshivas you should be talking to, and that's a door opener. So I, I think there's things that people can do and contribute to this effort in a meaningful way um, if, they, if they want. But, again, I just, I just think that people have to understand. That's why I'm out there talking about it, that there's something working. We're generating revenue into the system, and if you speak to a yeshiva administrator or you speak to someone who's been involved in this issue for a long time, pretty much I think every article that's been written on this, there's, there is in that article saying that government funding has to be part of the solution. And so that's, that's happening. I had never had a down year in government funding. I don't plan on having a down year, and I can have much more up years if people get involved. 2018 could be even bigger than 2017. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, all right, and uh, information, I guess the website has information about all three Ds that you just described, right? Correct. Go to, um, uh, go to, um, uh, give me the website. Go to teach, teachadvocacy.org. Teachadvocacy, there it is. Teachadvocacy.org. Maury Litwack is executive director of the OU's Teach Advocacy Network. Thank you. On behalf of thousands of parents, thank you for continuing this amazing battle. No, I appreciate it, and, and if, if, if we just want people to get involved, do not stand on the sidelines. If it's the number one crisis in the community, come, be involved, be active, help us resolve it. Yeah, if it's the number one crisis, let's treat it like the number one crisis. Teachadvocacy.org, Maury Litwack, great job. Wednesday morning broadcast, you're listening to JM in the AM. Shelly 
J.M. in the A.M. Yoel Sharabi, Shabachi Yerushalayim. Good song. Uh, you heard Einod Milvado and Yehudi Ma'amin. That was Amram Adar here on a J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday. Hey, Mazel Tov going out to the Garfinkel and Zitzer families. It was an absolutely beautiful wedding last night in Brooklyn, New York. Mazel Tov to um, Elisheva and Tzvi, Elisheva Garfinkel, Tzvi Zitzer. Mazel Tov from all of us here at J.M. in the A.M. Special Mazel Tov to our good friends. Michelle and David Zitzer was really a wonderful celebration. Mazal tov to all of them. They've had a they've had Baruch Hashem Har, an amazing run of smachot in their family to just continue. Mostly sunny, high of fifty one. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast here at JMN. Big shout out to our friends at Bedford on Park. Have you made your reservation yet for your big holiday party for your staff, for your volunteers, for your clients, for your uh for your business associates, everybody wants to come to Bedford on Park and enjoy Chef Alex's incredible menu. Northwest corner of Park and 34th. Can't get any better than that in terms of location. Bring everybody. They have room for 150 people if you make a reservation. 150 people accommodated for your uh, holiday party. Bedfordkitchen.com. Bedfordkitchen.com. Make sure to mention you heard about it here on JM and the AM. You'll be glad you did. Trust me. Bedford is amazing. Oh, by the way, they're open Saturday night. Oh, by the way, they are open uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, you have a lot of opportunities to go and really enjoy a delicious meal. And they have a great party room if you want to um, you know, have a Sheva Brachus or, uh, I don't know, party for 30 people, whatever. They have a great party room. Really beautiful with great ambiance. So you could check that out as well. You'll be glad you did. More coming up. It is a, uh, what is today? Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM. Oh, by the way, want to wish a mazel tov to Melinda Strauss. Melinda Strauss, the big winner in the A&H, Abels and Hyman Best Dressed Kosher Hot Dog Contest yesterday at Kosher Fest. 
Thank you, A&H. Thank you, Melinda Strauss. Congratulations to Malky Hirsch, to Kayla Kay. They got second and third prize yesterday. It was really a fun event. If you missed it, facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network for the video. Facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network.
the sunshine through the clouds on a rainy day can you hear the melody though the notes are far away It gives me hope and it gives me 
Yitzdarfu hayadayim 
J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday morning. Avramo, Avram Fried, uh, Zela Zeh off of the Kamatov album. You heard Avi Peretz in there with Lonaf Seek off of Kamoesh. Levi Cohen had Believe, Simchalina with the Al Hakol. Playing some great music for you on a Wednesday here at JM and the AM. I want to remind you, we have amazing programming all through the day. That's an understatement how amazing our uh, programming through the day is. Um, coming up at 9 o'clock. Yoni Pollock with the um, 
latest edition of Bite Size. Uh, on Bite Size today, he will feature a conversation that Joanna Shepson had with Louis Weiniger of Villa Herodian and Tova Connect's interview with Shai Jaskal of United Atzala of Israel. Both those interviews will be featured during Bite Size between 9 and 11 Eastern Time after JM and the AM. 11 o'clock for Avrami's Live Lunch, between 11 and 1, Avrami's Live Lunch. Make sure to be tuned in. Does an amazing show each time. And we thank him. Mazel tov to the Garfinkel and Zitzer families on last night's big event. Elisheva Garfinkel and Svi Zitzer married last evening. It was amazing and a wonderful celebration. We say mazel tov. Professor Yonatan Alevi, Director General of Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem, expected in our studio tomorrow. That should be interesting. Love when he visits. He'll be here tomorrow at JMDM, and I'll hopefully see you tonight at the uh, Shari Tzedek Dinner, the Heart of Jerusalem Dinner, happening tonight, 6.30 p.m. at Gustavino's in Manhattan. Mazal Tov to Randy Luxemburg, Samantha Mizell, Zachary Pearl, all the honorees from tonight's event. Mazal Tov from all of us here at JMDM. Uh, what else can I tell you here? Trying to see what other important pieces of information we want to pass on to everybody. Want to wish a mazal tov to, um, want to wish a mazal tov to Melinda Strauss. She won the uh, best dressed kosher hot dog contest yesterday at Kosher Fest that I had the pleasure of uh, announcing, giving the (laughs) play-by-play. Some people might call it play-by-play from yesterday's event. So Mazal Tov, Melinda Strauss. Thank you, A&H, Seth Levitt, everybody from Abel's and Hyman. That was a lot of fun. If you missed it, the video is up. Go to facebook.com slash Nahum Siegel Network. You can actually see the video. And you'll be glad you did, trust me. This coming Sunday night, hope to see you at the 23rd anniversary gala dinner for the One Israel Fund. This coming Sunday at Terrace in the Park, Steve and Susan Orlo, Martin and Zena Cohen, Bensi and Rena Chill, they are the honorees. And uh, I am proud to serve as Master of Ceremonies this coming Sunday night at Terrace in the Park for One Israel Fund. Go to oneisraelfund.org, oneisraelfund.org, or oneisraelfund.org slash dinner, or 516 239 9202-516-239-9202. Big shout out to our friends at OnlySimclas.com. They continue to provide a tremendous amount of content for all their readers and a lot of it from our show, I'm proud to say. OnlySimclas.com, they're not just about smachot news. They are also about the news happening from around the Jewish world, interesting stories. Check them out each and every day. Hey, don't forget, you could sponsor part or all of a JMN broadcast by going to fjbunity.org. FJB, Foundation for Jewish Broadcasting, fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org for information about sponsoring part or all of a um, JM in the AM broadcast. All right, let's move on. That would be a good idea. More music for you on this Wednesday morning broadcast. Tickle the ivories, as they say. This come. Oh, this is Ohad live at JM in the AM. This is Ohad live at JM and the AM. I don't know when. I'm assuming this is about six years old when Ohad made an appearance live at JM and the AM. It works, but wait a second. As you do your intro, I want to give you a little bit of reverb. Trying to think who was on piano that day. Oh, gosh. It's somebody who we worked with afterwards on a couple of projects. 
who I believe was in from Israel. Which I'm completely unfamiliar with. <laughs> so this song. Ah, here we go. It's a song for my new album. It's the second song of the album. It's a song that I'm singing actually with my son, Eyal. And it's a, spe- it's a very special song for me because, um, you know, there are a lot of tefillas and bakoshas. And for me, my son was born two days before Rosh Hashanah. And as I remember, the first tefillah, as you say, you know, after the bris and Ervium Kippur, um, there is a Brikas Abonim. And I remember it um, the first time saying this tefillah for my first baby boy. Very special to me. And when I started to look out for words for my new album, I came across Ervium Kippur and those words, and that's the song that came. And I, I don't know if you remember, I sang it on Hask, this, this Hask with Jonathan Schoenfeld. So here it is. Ohad live at Jam in the AM. Ahavosoi <laughs> Sadiko, 
ארץ צדיקים וצדיקות, עוסקים בתוירה ובמצוות, וייתן JM in the AM with Ohad live in our studio. Fantastic. <laughs>
a.m. in the a.m. with Ari Goldwagon Company. Yerushalayim is the name of that one. Uh, before that, uh, Ohad with his Simcha. J.M. and the A.M. Live 2012. That's when that was recorded live in studio with Ohad. My gosh. <laughs> Goes back a while. He sounds great even early in the morning and without uh, reverb or anything. He sounds absolutely great. Want to wish a Mazel Tov. We did this yesterday and we're going to do it again. A Mazel Tov going out to Rebecca and Hal Levy. Yes, I believe it's that Rebecca and Hal Levy. Um, we give them an extra special Mazel Tov. Rebecca and Hal Levy, the birth of a brand new baby boy, Mazalta. Rebecca and Hal Levy are parents of a brand new baby boy. We say Mazalta from the entire Siegel family. And of course, everyone here at JM in the AM. Before we wrap up, we should look at the app for a second, shouldn't we? We should see if uh, if there's anything that has been posted over the last few minutes that we should talk about. Where is the app? What happened to it? <laughs> It was here a few minutes ago. I honestly don't know what happened to it. Oh, here it is. Found it. Got to find the back end of the app at times. Um, I want to thank listener Ralph. He says, love this app. You can listen from anywhere. Greetings from Scottsdale, Arizona. Here for a conference. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you to listener Shaney. Says Boker Or from the old city. Dafyomiyid is out there. He says he was at Israel night last night at Frisch. Really amazing to see hundreds of parents and kids looking at over 40 schools in Israel. Yeshivot, seminaries, volunteer programs, and Israeli college programs. Uh, Dafiomi, it is 100% right about that. And Baruch Hashem, people are looking toward Israel, that's for sure. I want to thank everybody who uh, commented on our NSN app this morning. Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Coming up next, it's Bite Size with Yoni Pollock. Yoni will include in his show today, between 9 and 11, an interview that Joanna Shepson did in Israel with um, Louis Weiniger of Villa Herodian, and Tova Connect's interview with the Shai Jaskal of United Hatzalah of Israel. Bite size with Yoni Pollock between 9 and 11. At 11 o'clock, it'll be Avrami with a great Wednesday live lunch. Make sure to be tuned in. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.